What's going on, good people? This is PR, and you're now rolling with the winners on Winner Circle Media. If you don't recognize my voice, it's probably because I'm usually the guy producing these shows with Paul Rivera, as you are listening to RWTW, the podcast. Uh, PR will be joining us any moment, but it gives me great pleasure now on this special edition of the show to introduce the director and creator of the new Lloyd Daniels basketball documentary, The Legend of Sweet Pea, which debuts at the Doc NYC Film Festival in New York City on Tuesday, November 17th, and I welcome the one and only Benjamin May to the show. Ben, thanks for joining us today. How excited are you that uh, this week is finally here regarding the film? Oh, Eric, well, thanks uh, thanks for having me, and thanks, for, thanks to Paul for having me here uh, to be able to talk about the film. You know, we started this film in uh, summer of 2012, and, you know, so that's, here we are three and a half years later, and we're finally getting, you know, the opportunity to show it to the world at the Doc NYC Festival, which is one of the um, most up-and-coming documentary festivals right now, uh, run by uh, Tom Powers. Um, so we're really honored to be able to show the film, and we're really excited to bring this story um, finally, to, <laughs> finally to the people, because, you know, the Lloyd Daniels story is really one of the most dramatic basketball stories that hasn't been told. So we're real excited. So it, it's so interesting how this all came together. And, and, you know, from where I sit, I'm privileged enough to be part of, of your producing team on the film. And it's been such a exciting thing for me. And, you know, I'm 37 years old. I remember Lloyd Daniels in the NBA. I remember hearing about this, this legend. Where did this desire come from, from you as a basketball fan, a fan of art, a fan of film? Um, to create this film? Where, where did it start for you? You know, it really started back when I was in high school. Um, I'm a couple of years older than you, Eric, but, um, you know, and I grew up in Bemidji, Minnesota, and, you know, Lloyd was a notorious high school phenom even back in those days, you know, and he was almost a, a superstar before anyone really got to see him play. Um, and so, so, so hold on one second. How, how did you hear? I mean, we're, we're, talking, we're talking late 80s, early 90s, obviously, when all the Lloyd stuff was going on, even beforehand. I mean, he went out to UNLV in 87. So no social media, only so much cable coverage. What, what was that piece of content? Like what, what got to you in Minnesota of Lloyd Daniels from the playground or high school in New York? Well, it's interesting. You know, he was, you know, Lloyd was such a prodigy. Um, you know, coming out of Brooklyn and Queens, you know, many people kind of thought he was the greatest basketball player to come out of New York since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, you know, the New York Times uh, was kind of covering some of the uh, initial controversies in his life, which were already starting to emerge when he was a high school recruit. He was such a phenomenal basketball player that he was you know, really starting to be recruited by different high schools throughout New York, uh, you know, ever since he was 15 years old. And so some of those stories uh, made it to the New York Times, and I think it speaks to his charisma and the sort of interest that people had in him and his ability that he was already starting to show up in national media before he even graduated from high school. So what intrigues me even more about your connection and you were kind of 
magnetized to this story is this is not your fifth film. This is not your seventh film. This is this is your first film. You, you've been a, a you've made the medical profession a, a doctor. Um, your career. What drove you to want to be a filmmaker? And did you have a, a moment of truth where you were kind of like, all right, I've achieved one thing in my career and journey already, and, and this is the other thing I've always wanted to do? Share that with us because it, it's really intriguing. Yeah, you know, I've always been a fan of, of filmmaking and documentary films, and um, uh, I was always talking to my wife about this story because I was, was always really intrigued with the Lloyd Daniels story um, because he was such a prodigy, and um, I think those of you who will see the movie will find that, you know, it's such a dramatic story that it was really difficult for me to believe that all of these documentaries were coming out, and particularly all these sports documentaries were coming out, but no one had done a film about Lloyd Daniels. And um, I was talking to this about my wife on many occasions, and she, my wife's Anne-Marie Lawless, who's one of the producers on the film, she finally convinced me, and she was like, you know, Ben, you should do that film, you know? And so she was really the impetus to getting it done, and it was through some of her connections that we uh, met up with uh, Dan Levin, uh, who's a producer and DP in the film, a fantastic uh, cinematographer, and of course his father, Mark Levin, uh, who uh, is the head of Blowback Productions in Brick City, who is a you know legendary documentary filmmaker here in New York and one of the real done founding. S- done so many great films. One of so the founding fathers, yeah. And so it was kind of through those guys that you know, being my first film, I really needed to um, get with a group of experienced filmmakers to help get it done. And so we really worked a lot with, with Dan and Mark and Carl Holland came in as, uh, as a producer who has a lot of experience producing you know, documentaries for HBO and getting things done. And um, we also uh, found a great editor in Giovanni Altran who uh, edits both narrative films and documentaries and is also a cinematographer and shot you know, a lot of the cinematography for, cinematography for this film and uh, of course meeting you Eric was very integral to getting this off the ground just because of your connections here in New York your uh, integration to the basketball and media world here and um, some of the filmmaking that you've done as well well thanks Ben I appreciate that but uh, myself aside I mean that's some team I mean really a great team and you know I I was very aware of Mark um, years ago from a lot of the work he had done and um, I'll never forget seeing The Last Candidate for the first time and and, and uh, that having an influence on me and then you know meeting Dan through different circles and, and how this all came together and I must say uh, you as the leader of this really really kept it together through um, you know the the roller coaster which was making a film about and with Lloyd Daniels, which I think people will realize when they see the film. Yeah, I think that's you know I guess there's you know being a first time filmmaker. One thing I would say to anyone who wants to try to make a film is that uh, you know it's uh, tenacity and drive and commitment to the project which really gets it done because you know there's a lot of exciting things that happen along the way that make it worthwhile. You meet a lot of interesting people, but there are also a lot of challenges that need to become, you know, to, to, uh, to be overcome. You know, you have to make money, you have to make money, you got to raise money for the film. Um, you know, you've got your subject, you've got to create the story. There's just so many exciting things, but also challenging things that go into making a film. And that's why we were lucky to have such a great team. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're another artist persona who's now appeared on this show and on Winter Circle Media who 
had an idea, had a desire, and figured out how to make it happen. You know, we, we've had people on here from Mav Carter and uh, Victor Cruz and Elliot Wilson, and, and these are all people in their lives that had to make a decision on, okay, am I really, really going to go for this thing, this opportunity to make it happen? And you, you creating this and then building the team and, and people think, oh, you build the team and it automatically happens. There, there's so many moving parts that I think you and I both learned uh, through this experience, which was which was just really great and now so rewarding knowing that uh, this film will be uh, debuting in New York this week. Um, so, so let me ask you, I mean, what was it like for you knowing the journey of Lloyd Daniels, knowing what the talent was, knowing the gist of the story, but once you dove in and once you were having conversations with him, meetings with him, the camera started to roll, what was it like trying to paint the picture of Lloyd and his journey? You know, the Lloyd's story um, really lends itself to a to a film because it's full of drama. It has tremendous highs. It has tremendous lows. It has redemption. It has conflict. It has all these elements which really make a great documentary film. And so all those elements were in place, um, and you know that. In addition to having being, you know, that was one of the main things that drew me to this film. Was like, wow, this is a documentary waiting to happen. But once we, you know, once we met Lloyd, and uh, we were uh, fortunate enough to meet Lloyd through Ben Osborne uh, from Slam Magazine, editor in chief of Slam Magazine, who um, has been absolutely vital to this process. Shout out to beginning. Ben, big yeah. time and Slam Magazine for helping promote the film when we did the Kickstarter and helping promote the world premiere. So uh, we really owe a lot to them. And Ben um, is, uh, is a friend of mine who introduced me to Lloyd. And, you know, once we started uh, filming with Lloyd, it was pretty clear that Lloyd is, um, you know, he was made for the camera. Um, he's very charismatic. He's a very interesting person. He's a very generous person. Uh, he's, you know, in some ways challenging to work with, but it's a real joy uh, to both interview Lloyd, uh, to be with Lloyd shooting verite scenes. We took Lloyd to Las Vegas. Um, and the film sort of evolved into more a story, you know, about Lloyd, uh, who he is as a person, using this really unique, dramatic basketball story as a backdrop for that. It's incredible when you say his name and... and you know, obviously, I, I live here. You've been here so often now through this project, and have had so many different conversations with whether it's film people, basketball people. But when you say his name around that right group of people, and they know and they saw it firsthand, or they know the story, it's incredible the conversations that happen. I mean, there aren't that many people that bring that out of of you when you're in circles and you could be talking about whatever casually and then it goes to basketball and then it goes to Lloyd Daniels and all of a sudden the comparisons, the stories, people's memories of him. What, what were some of the things that blew your mind through some of the interviews and conversations that you either learned about Lloyd or people's experiences watching him play? It speaks to the fact that, you know, people in Bemidji, Minnesota could hear about him when he was a high school player. I think that speaks to the notoriety he had in New York City uh, when he was a young person playing on the playgrounds. And I think it also speaks to a couple other things. I mean, Lloyd has a, 
a lot of charisma. He's a very likable person. And so you walk around New York and it seems like, you know, every other person you talk to, whether it be in a bar or, uh, you know, in the basketball courts or in the playgrounds, everyone's got a story about Lloyd. And I think that speaks to just how uh, ubiquitous he is in this basketball world. But I think the other thing that really is a intriguing thing about his story was that he really was a true prodigy basketball player. He really was like a savant. Um, and there's a lot of great basketball players in the NBA, but I would say there are very few that were a true prodigy. And what drew me to the story initially was, you know, what was that special gift uh, about this person that made him a savant? What was the thing that all these people on the playgrounds, when they talked, when they testified to seeing him as a young player, what was that special thing? What was the thing that made him special? Because I think, you know, prodigies, uh, they all have something unique, whether they be in physics or mathematics or, uh, you know, geology, uh, climatology, you name it, sports as well. And the thing that Lloyd had um, uh, when he was a young player, when he was playing at his prime, is he had, a, he had a, a purity in his play and a gracefulness and an unselfishness that no one had ever seen before, especially someone with his size. Uh, and the combination of that grace and purity coming out of some of the most difficult neighborhoods in New York City and the playgrounds was really like a, uh, an almost like archetypal story waiting to happen. Yeah, and for people that, that aren't aware of the time period, I mean, Lloyd Daniels was was on the rise as a playground and, and high school star in the mid-80s in New York. And the, the mid-80s in New York were a much, much different place, obviously, than they are now. But even 10 years later, um, after uh, Mayor Giuliani uh, got into office and he obviously created a a big shift in many, many things in New York and the environment in which Lloyd grew up in and grew up in two different places. I mean, he was splitting time between Brooklyn and Queens, which people will learn in the film. Um, Truly remarkable. Before we talk about some of the big names that you were able to interview here, you also interviewed people that, you know, we consider big names in the basketball world who are very unique in their own journeys, their own opinions. Um, Bobito Garcia, Coach Ron Niclario, Tom Kinchalski, just to name a few. What was it like speaking to those guys about Lloyd and that New York basketball culture? It was interesting for me, you know, coming from Minnesota and not really growing up here in the basketball culture. You know, when I was doing research for this story, uh, sort of one of the primary, um, I guess, reference tools was a book uh, written by John Valenti called Sweepy and Other Playground Legends, which is co-written by Ron Clario. And, you know, that really sort of laid out all of the key figures in Lloyd's life up to, um, I think, 21 years old. And so, you know, it was, you know, being, you know, having read that book multiple times, it was really sort of an honor and it was almost, um, you know, uh, an out-of-body experience to uh, actually see these people, you know, right in front of me. Like, you know, Tom Kachowski is just a legendary um, high school basketball scout in the city. And, you know, he's such a, uh, um, uh, he, he's, he has such a sort of beautiful way of explaining how basketball works and 
he had a very uh, oratorical way of describing how Lloyd was on the playgrounds. You know, he he said he had a mystical understanding of the game. And coming from Tom Kachalski, who was not easily impressed by basketball skills, it was clear that Lloyd was, you know, really one of the special people to come out of New York. And, you know, Howard Garfinkel, who played um, such a huge role in many players' lives who, you know, have, you know, both played in the NBA or who are currently playing in the NBA, that was really, you know, it was really a, a great honor to meet some of those, you know, New York City stalwarts. Kinchalski is like no other human being on it, the planet. I mean, he has a legit monster computer hard drive as a memory bank. I mean, he remembers my best friend who happened to be a heck of a Long Island basketball player. He remembers what my best friend was doing as an eighth grader in CYO before he became a varsity player in the mid-90s. I mean, the guy is is, is unbelievable. To get his insight like that on Lloyd uh, is thrilling. And Yeah, they're characters in their own right. And... Um you know, you know, Tom Kachalski is a very tall person. He has a very, uh, you know, almost priestly demeanor. Um, he's going to be at the screening uh, for a premiere tomorrow night, uh, November 17th. Um, yeah, and he, you know, when, when we were sitting in the park, in this beautiful park in Queens, near he lives, near where he lives, um, you know, finishing up the interview with him, I just remember there were two really small kids who were watching the interview from the side, and they came up to me after, afterwards and they asked me whether he was uh, an author. So he, he sort of had a, uh, the, I guess, the aura of someone who is, who is a writer, and in, in a way he is, but um, yeah, he's a very eloquent, eloquent uh, sophisticated person, and it was just a real pleasure to talk to him. Amazing guy to speak with. Um, also in the film, we have some of uh, Lloyd's ex-teammates in the NBA, uh, David Robinson, Avery Johnson, obviously two very unique people, two very different personas. What, what was it like getting their memories and their experiences that they uh, shared with Lloyd when uh, they were on the Spurs together? So there were really two, yeah, there were, you know, there were some key people we needed to get to make this film really be a complete film about his life. And um, those were, you know, Lloyd's, I do have to say that Lloyd's family was also very, uh, you know, his, his, his cousin Gary and his, uh, some of the grandmother's side of the family, they were very generous with us and in inviting him into their house and, um, and also the people who knew him on the playground. So there was the New York people that knew him that we really needed to get, but we also really needed to get some of these people that he played with in the NBA. And, uh, those are, you know, the uh, 10-time NBA All-Star and uh, Hall of Famer David Robinson um, and, uh, you know, Avery Johnson. Both of them are so generous with their time. We, we went down to Houston and shot those interviews. And really one of the most remarkable interviews was with uh, a person who has had a long relationship with Lloyd, both in recovery and in the NBA, which is... Uh, John Lucas, who is uh, just really an incredible person in his own right, and that was just a real um, profound interview because John Lucas is such a uh, profound guy, you know. And he, you know, it was like every other line he was saying, he was like, "Oh, we got to use that in the movie. We got to use that in the film." And he had great things to say about Lloyd, and I think it speaks to, you know, David Robinson doesn't do a lot of interviews, and I think it speaks to the sort of. Um, love for a lot of that the love that a lot of people have for Lloyd Daniels despite some of the problems that that he's had because I think yet deep down everyone knows Lloyd has got a huge heart 
He's a generous person, and you just naturally, you naturally like him. I found the John Lucas, not only what he had to say, just him as a character. Of, of all the intriguing characters that are in the film, aside from Lloyd, who's so interesting, who's literally like no one else I've ever met, but Lucas to me, with the role he played in Lloyd's life, both helping him through rehab, and then, as his coach with San Antonio, and I'm not going to ruin anything for those that haven't seen the film yet or don't know what happened in San Antonio, it's such an interesting dynamic there because of his, his work with Lloyd off the court to get him back, and then when he became his coach, obviously things there were a bit different than you'd expect. Yeah, and... The uh, yeah the things that sort of fell into place for Lloyd you know Lloyd has had a tremendous amount of uh, you could say ups and downs in his life and but he's also had some very like fortuitous things happen in his life and before he um, resurrected himself and you know went through recovery to recovery uh, to kind of get back in shape to attempt to have an NBA career John Lucas was his mentor in recovery in Houston. And because John Lucas is a former addict himself and had started this program in Houston for recovering athletes to try to get them back into playing shape and get them, you know, potentially back into the league. And, um, and it's, it's very interesting that, uh, you know, not a year and a half later, he ended up being Lloyd's head coach, head coach for the San, San Antonio Spurs. But before we go any further, I would also like to add that the, um, the other interview that we really, really needed to get, um, was with the you know Hall of Fame coach and uh, you know basketball legend Jerry Tarkanian. I mean, you're taking all my transitions here, Ben. All my <laughs> transitions. So I wanted to transition to to Coach Tark um, after Lucas because not only did you get to interview Coach Tark, um, you got to see them together in Vegas. Uh, and thankfully was able to do it before Coach Tark passed, which was a very sad day for the basketball community and his family, and obviously I'm sure for Lloyd as well. Uh, you really captured some beautiful moments there. So what was, what was observing that reunion like? Because it had been so long, and what happened between them was obviously controversial and major news when it happened back in 1987. What was it like seeing those first moments with them in the same room together? So, for maybe some of you aren't familiar with the, a little bit of the backstory, um, Jerry Tarkanian was uh, the head coach for um, what was be quickly becoming the number one basketball program in the nation, and Lloyd was the number one recruit in the nation. And Jerry Tarkanian had a real um, sort of deep connection with Lloyd Daniels as a basketball player. He, you could almost say that he fell in love with him, fell in love with the skills. And so he was the one who brought Lloyd to Las Vegas. Um, and, you know, that was a controversial recruitment because Lloyd had um, really had some difficulty and actually had never graduated from high school in New York City. And so, you know, having not graduated from high school, but yet being a full-time scholarship student at one of the top basketball programs in the nation really allowed the NCAA to say, hey, what's going on here? So 
the without giving too much away, there was some controversy at UNLV that really contributed to some difficulty that Jerry Tarkanian had in his, which was a uh, peaking coaching career for this number one school. But Jerry Tarkanian, uh, you know, meeting that family, um, and uh, they're just the nicest family in the world. His his wife Lois, his his uh, daughter Jody. Um, when we were riding the uh, van to go meet them, they hadn't seen each other. Lloyd hadn't seen Coach Tark for 10 years. I mean, there was just a sense of joy and a sense of um, thankfulness uh, to, for, to Jerry Tarkanian for everything that he had given Lloyd. So it was really amazing. And once we, you know, we got that interview, once we you know, entered the house and the family just allowed us in their house like we were, you know, family. You know, it's like you could go up to the refrigerator and make a turkey sandwich if you wanted. I mean, it was just so casual and relaxed. Um, and, you know, seeing the, the look on both of their faces, but particularly Jerry Tarkanian's face, I mean, he's so happy and we captured it in the film and it's just a really be- beautiful reunion of two people who shared some ups and downs in life, but stuck with each other. It, it really shows and reinforces the, um, the bond you could have through someone in sports, regardless of, of what you end up uh, achieving together, it's it's such a it's such a personal thing that um, really extends to off the court, and 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 these relationships that that we've witnessed, a lot of the relationships I've had, things that have been documented in films, uh, very special, and, and and this is no different. So. I wanted to talk about Tark first because you then also were going around Vegas with Lloyd and really reliving some of the moments that defined um, how his life and career went at a, at a pretty young age when he probably wasn't equipped to be in those situations and without giving anything away. Um, there was there are some very powerful moments. Um, I thought the things you were able to capture uh, were able to capture out there were uh, pretty mind blowing. And w- without giving anything away, what was it like being there with Lloyd, watching him relive things that that went on back in 1987 in Las Vegas? Yeah, you know, Lloyd never lived in Las Vegas for very long. Um, but that what happened there, um, what happened in Las Vegas really defined his story in a major way. And so when we were able to, um, you know, the whole crew, we all, uh, and Lloyd flew to Las Vegas, um, with the intention to, um, you know, reunite Lloyd with, uh, Jerry Tarkanian and also revisit some of the, um, the things that he went through when he was there, um, we felt, or I felt, like the meeting between him and Jerry, Jerry Tarkanian was going to be the climax of the film. And it is one of the major, you know, emotional climaxes of the film. Um, you know, Lloyd has an uh, exterior that is really like, you know, he, he, like a tough guy exterior, like nothing ever bothered, bothers him, like he's okay, it doesn't really matter, you know, I'm over it, you know, and... Um, and, uh, you know, but, you know, once you get to know Lloyd, there actually is like a, a very sensitive, um, emotional person underneath that exterior, which, you know, he or anybody else would use to kind of protect themselves from traumatic things that happened in the past. 
And so going to Las Vegas, I think we were able to capture, um, you know, some of the deeper emotional um, elements and reflection about his life that we, um, that Lloyd was very generous to allow us to see. Um, and it really ended up being a very important, um, you know, part of the film. And I think it speaks to the fact that uh, one thing Lloyd said when we were in Las Vegas, that it's, you know, it ain't about basketball, it's about life. And, um, yeah, basketball is a huge part of this story, but it's really about relationships. It's really about overcoming adversity. And really, ultimately, it comes down to, you know, the people that love you and try to help you along the way and are rooting for you. One thing that's running through my head right now are the settings in which you were able to capture him in Verite style. I mean, we have Las Vegas. We have West 4th Street, which was just an awesome, awesome day. When he walked in there, everyone's attention went from what was going on in the court to, wow, Lloyd Daniels is here right now with the film crew. And that was, that was really exciting. Um, the day up at Gaucho's, which I thought was really special, reuniting him with some of his New York City basketball people on the grassroots level, which I thought was, was a really, really just great thing to capture and had a real insight onto him and who he is. What, what was that experience like for you just in, that, in that, that hardcore basketball setting the day we were at Gaucho's gym? You know, the, you know, the, the Gauchos are great. Like the Gauchos, in New York Gauchos, for many, you know, may, maybe some of you listening to this podcast know they were, you know, one of the first real uh, kind of almost professional AAU teams uh, to come out of New York. And uh, they were very generous to allow us to come in there and shoot in the gym and, uh, you know, we got a great interview from one of Lloyd's old coaches, David Jones. And so it was, it was really great to see Lloyd kind of come back into the place where he started uh, and see the young, some of the younger players. And he gave this, you know, great locker room speech to, you know, the current gauchos about, uh, you know, listening to your parents and doing the right thing and, and you know, walking a straight line. Because, you know, Lloyd has a lot, you know, Lloyd is not only uh, uh, a legendary basketball player, but he's also a very active coach. And in his coaching... Um, and for his kids, he's a very inspirational person and he teaches them, you know, lessons about life, you know, um, but also going to, you know, West 4th Street and seeing, you know, all of these people come up to him, you know, and you just saw a lot of, you know, a lot of love for him and a lot of, you know, sort of memories of, of Lloyd playing in the playground and Lloyd being around the playground and, uh, you know, it was really just great to see Lloyd, you know, in his element, uh, you know, in West 4th Street. But, you know, it's interesting as well because, you know, Lloyd, for all his gregarious nature, he is kind of a shy person, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, a, you know, you put the camera on Lloyd and it's just, it's, it's really kind of mesmerizing. And, and the other one that I wanted to share real quick, which I think, you know, you do a marvelous job of weaving into the film, was when we captured him coaching at Barclays when he was coaching his middle school group in that championship league, which is run by Ricky Rivers at Fun Sport. Shout out to Rick, who's one of the people doing great things with youth in New York City basketball. But Lloyd's anything but shy when he's on the sideline. And, and you know, myself and, and Dan Levin shooting that, between having him mic'd up and multiple cameras, and, I mean, he's literally doing defensive slides out of the coach's box on the courts, just try, trying to will his kids to, to play the way that he still wants to play. When you saw that footage, what was your response to 
this guy coaching kids because he was so high energy. He was so passionate. What, what resonated with you? You know, we, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to give out to the people who shot, um, you know, this film, Dan Levin and, you know, Eric Newman shot it. It's, it's a really beautiful film. We shot it um, using, you know, red digital cinema cameras and, um, you know, the footage that came out of the Barclay Center really speaks to Lloyd as a character because it's very cinematic. And Lloyd is a very cinematic character, and he is a wild, wild coach. And um, it's funny to see, you know, the, you know, the parents sitting behind the bench, and hearing the language coming out of Lloyd's mouth to these, you know, fourteen, fifteen-year-old kids. I mean, it's all out of love, you know, but it's definitely yep. like tough love. And um, it's 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 really an experience to see him coaching. And, and like I said, you put the camera on Lloyd, and it's very entertaining. But you know, all of these kids that he coaches, and he coaches at a very high level for, uh, in the yeah, AAU. some talented kids out there. He's got some very talented kids, so he's a very talented coach, but he also requires these, these kids to have a 90 average. Um, and, you know, Lloyd had some uh, challenges in school, and a lot of that could be attributed to the fact that he was a great basketball player and he was passed along. Um, so I'm not saying it's his fault or the institution's fault. But a lot of things came together for him to have a real, I guess, sort of ghostly high school career. He didn't really spend a whole lot of time in school. But he preaches to these kids the importance of that. And he's actually, you know, he actively helps the players that play at his AAU team get scholarships in different schools. Like one of the kids, uh, Jabari Joyner, who's in the film, Lloyd helped him get a scholarship. I think he plays in, could be wrong, I think he plays in Delaware. Um, but Lloyd is really giving back to the community, you know, and um, I think it speaks to the you know what he has to offer, and I think this film will be a vehicle for him to get more of those opportunities to teach kids and speak to them. Amazing timing right now is out of the bullpen. The one and only PR Paul Rivera joins us. Paul and Ben May now with me, closing RWTW, the podcast. So Ben, PR is a lifelong Met fan. So when I texted him before, That's how you're welcome if, 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 if I wanted him, if I, if I, and I said to him, as soon as I say Orozco, he just knows. But I'm so happy you're in the room, and I'm so happy you guys can sit together for a few minutes because you both have so many overlapping Lloyd Daniels things to share. And um, we're actually meeting on the show. Right? We're meeting on action. the show yes. right now. We're, we're, this, is, this is this is this is a this is a a big step forward for RWTW. Yes. A, a live meeting on the show. So, you know, we talked about Ben's journey as this is his first film. We talked about him linking with the Levens, who you of course met with years yep. ago on yep. a project, and then of course you having the experience of playing with Lloyd mm -hmm. in, in multiple places. We were actually just talking about Lloyd now as a coach because he's coaching uh, at the AAU level with his kids. And some of that is in the film, which you'll see, which is just... Did you have a mic for this? Oh, we had a mic, yeah. Can you imagine like, how the amazing footage? And, and it's, incredi it's incredible footage because it's at the Barclays Center. Center um, you know, and it's, it's at an AU championship game for his LD Rebels. And we had, them, we had a mic, and uh, Dan Levin and Eric were shooting the whole thing. And we just so, had, the, we had the camera on the whole time. And like, as you know, I mean, you know Lloyd, it's like he's a very cinematic character. He's very lively. And just, you know, it was like, can we just 
take this two hours of the game and make a movie out of that. (laughs) Now, Lord, you said the key word, Lord's a character. Um, You know what, when he told me about the project, when Eric told me about the project, I was like, I totally get it. Like, as a fan, I'd want to watch that. Um, You know, as, as, and I don't know what you guys have covered and haven't, but having been on the scene, and I'm dating myself, having been on the scene, like, when Lloyd was older than me or whatnot, but, you know, being in New York and in New York City basketball, there's always a guy that should have made it and the guy was the next one and all this stuff. Like, Lloyd was the guy. Like, Lamar Odom before Lamar Odom with a jump shot, you know, magic, IQ, like, he was the guy. So to hear that this project was being made, I was like, wow, like, you know, knowing Lloyd, um, having played with him on a team, even I, as a fan, I'm interested in watching the project. Like I'm, I'm excited to see the story be told, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, it's really, um, it's really one of the great untold basketball dramas. You know, and I really felt that, uh, you know, I was a big basketball fan too. I'm not from New York City, but he was one of the most enigmatic characters. I think, you know, to come from the playgrounds, but also, you know, go to the NBA. But you know, it's it's like you know, people knew him, but you never really saw him. And you know, what were the skills like? So he was a, for me, it was like a big enigma. Yeah, totally. And I think I caught I caught Lloyd towards the tail end of his career it was my first year playing pro ball in Puerto Rico, and I want to say his last year. Um, but man, you could see he still had it. You could see you know, glimpses of just the IQ, and you can see glimpses about even in his last years, he was five steps ahead of everyone, like mentally in the game, like just, he just saw the game at a different speed. It's almost like the game was in slow motion for him, as cliche as that sounds, like a brilliant basketball mind. Yeah, I think, and that is the thing, and Eric and I touched on this earlier, that was the thing that made him like a prodigy. You know, that's what that was the his special thing. You know, every basketball, every great basketball player has their special gift. You know, Lloyd had sort of this inherent basketball computer that no one had ever had before. You know what I mean? Totally. And so it was great. The thing, it was almost like, you know, seeing him in the NBA and probably, you know, even seeing him when you played with him in Puerto Rico, it was almost like seeing like a Paul Bunyan, mm-hmm. you know, who had just, who had had open heart surgery. You know what I mean? He wasn't. As fat, you know, big as strong as Paul Bunyan used to <laughs> mm-hmm. used to be, but you could see that there was something really special there, and he saw glimpses of it, and so it was like seeing like a like a living legend in a way. Hard hard to talk X's and O's when we're just audio, yep. but you shared with me it was probably about a month ago when it was still warm out. We were doing one of our our basketball workouts. You shared with me a moment when you were playing with Lloyd. And you were running the same play, and he made an instinctual play on the court where um, he just knew a guy would be open. And mm-hmm. it was just something that was so easy for him, but so complex for others. Any, any, any stories you want to share with, with Ben and the audience about Lloyd? Because you've told me a few, and they either have me amazed or they have me on the floor laughing. Yeah, I think, you know, to, to kind of expand on... on you know, what I'll call a beautiful basketball mind, which is really what he had, you know. Um, there was a time we were playing in a game and, um, you know, I was calling, you know, we're running the offense through him. I mean, he was 6'9", I guess, right? And he's starting at small forward for us, power forward, playing really every position, point guard. And um, he, you know, we're running the offense through him and he calls a play that's for the center, 
And I'm like, why the hell would we do that? Like, he's the worst. I hope he's not listening to this. I'm like, he's the worst center in the league. <laughs> why would we do that? And he's like, well, we're not going to give him the ball. He goes, I just know when they come off the double screen, when I come off this double screen, they're going to come follow me. And, you know, you won't, I won't even touch the ball. You just dump to him immediately. And for me, it was like he's seeing a play four plays before it happens, right? So we're at the free throw line, other team shooting, and he's thinking, call this play because I'm going to come off this double screen. I'm going to pop out. The big man's defender is going to come with me. He's going to be open. You'll just dump directly to him. And to me, it was like most great players think to themselves, just get me the rock and I'll take it from there and do what I do. He's thinking the game, again, in slow motion and picture frames instead of movies. And he's and, and sure enough, we called the plan exactly how he said it. So, you know, that was a moment for me where I was like, wow, like this dude really sees the game differently. And again, this is at the tail end of his career. Um, a funny one is... You know, we're in warm-ups. We have a game, and, uh, you know, he always, since he didn't speak Spanish, and I spoke English, I was one of the only few people on the team that spoke English, and I was from New York, we immediately became cool, and he took me under his wing as a rookie. So we'd always come out for warm-ups, and either I'd be in front of him or he'd be behind me, and he's saying the whole time, he's like, I need 35 tonight, P. I need 35. And he's like, blowing in his hands, like, I need 35. And he says it like, maybe eight times and I'm like that's life for you like you know you do 35 I think you had 35 last game he's like nah shots like, 35 shots tonight I'm really feeling it I'm like how are you feeling it we've been out here you've shot two layups you know but he was always a funny dude but always just kind of like really bet on himself and just saw saw the game differently um but also a great you know there's been a lot of like negative shit out there about him as well but I can speak first person a great teammate one of the best teammates I've ever had where you know, cared about everyone, cared about the game, and really cared about winning. It was never for him about, like, you know, although I joked about the 35 shot thing, it was never for him about, like, I need to get my stats, and I need to be the guy, and I need to win MVP. You know, for Lloyd, it was always about winning, and he knew if he played the game the right way, he'd flourish, but the team would win. You don't see that too much these days in superstars, you know? Absolutely, you know, and I think that's the one of the you know, getting to know Lloyd from this film, you know, he was, he was a very, uh, you know, generous basketball player, and he's a very generous human being, you know? And I think those, both of those things, you know, and uh, it's interesting to see the parallels between, like, his basketball play and the way, you know, the way he lives his life as well. I mean, he'll give, the, he'll give you the shirt off his back, you know? Absolutely. And I think there has been a lot of, um, you know, negative press about him, you know, for whatever reason, um, but... He's one of the loveliest guys I've ever met, and everyone in the film crew loves him. And um, I hope this film really sort of brings out, you know, who Lloyd is as a person. You know, not only tell his basketball story, right. but show that he's like a very complex, interesting, sensitive human being who is overcoming things, but also struggling with things as we speak, and you know, trying to coach and trying to teach. And you know, he's living his life. You know, he did. He never really goes back and talks about his basketball career. You know what I mean? He's never saying, like, I used to be the greatest. I used to do, you know, like, I could have been a contender. I mean, he's living in the moment, which is also something I think is really admirable. You yeah, know? No, and I think, look, to, you know, you talk about him being a great person. I remember the first good game I had. So it wasn't my first game, but the first game I played really well. And um, he was like, we're going out to celebrate. And I was like... All right, and I wasn't making any money, you know. And he was like, "No, we're gonna go out to celebrate. We're gonna go, and I'm gonna take you to like there was like the sports bar where all the Americans that played on each team would go to. So being as all the Americans went there, all the girls went there, and it was just kind of like the place to be. And we went there, um, 
And um, I wasn't a big drinker, you know, by any stretch. And we go there and he's like, you know, orders. He's like, order everything, order whatever you want, all these drinks and all this stuff. And they bring us like bottles and stuff. And it's like before bottles were really popping, like no pun intended. And um, they bring bottles and everyone kind of makes himself a drink. And I'm like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I'm not drinking. And I was like, what do you mean not drinking? He's like, oh, I don't drink. Like, he's like, I'm gonna have a beer later or something, but I don't drink. And it hit me then, even at a young age, I was like, he did that, like, for me, right? It was a small thing to him. It was like, yo, like, we're gonna go out, we're gonna celebrate you. Like, I'm not here for me to drink. It was like a very small thing. Now, flip that coin, the funny thing is, he also let me get drunk. And um, the next day at practice, I'm banged up. We have a 10 a.m. practice. I'll never forget this 10 a.m. practice. And I'm like, shit, I just hope I make it through this practice. And as I'm getting taped up, I see Lloyd sitting, like, in the first row of, like, the stadium, like, off the court. He's got his shades on and, like, flip-flops. And I ask our trainer, I'm like, what's up with Lloyd? And they're like, his back's a little tight. He's not, uh, he's not going to practice today. And I look at him, and he motions to his back, like, ah, like, it's a little tight. But it just been because we were out late the night before, and it was such a veteran move. I was like... Man, this guy's a genius, man. I want to be like this dude, right? So I think it was like it just showed the two sides of him being like a very caring dude and being like, hey, this isn't about me. Like, I want to make sure you have a great time, rookie. But it was also on the back, and I'm going to teach you a lesson. And kind of like there's a lot you need to know to this game. So I've taken that from that day on and, and have did it to rookies a couple of years later or whatnot. But that's always one of my favorite Lord stores and that you kind of got a glimpse at both sides of him. Yeah. So it's a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah. One step ahead of you. Always. Always. <laughs> He's always one step ahead. So that's where you bailing from practice comes from, huh? Bailing, <laughs> teaching moment, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, something like that. You got, yeah, I thank Lloyd for that, totally. So um, what's well, your favorite? Let me ask this before, and maybe you ask this. What are you most excited for people to see? Like, is there, and without giving anything away, like, what are you most excited for people to see in this project? Like, is there... You know, I think the most exciting thing is, you know, I think maybe a lot of the people who go into the film will kind of know his basketball arc. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think uh, I think there's two things. You know, if you don't know the basketball story, I think it'll be really exciting to see everything that he did on the basketball court and the the highs and lows of this person's career, which I think are unparalleled mm -hmm. with any professional basketball player. Probably more exciting is for me to show or for people to get out of this film what in a complex interesting, generous, sensitive human being that this person is, charismatic, someone who has tremendous potential to help people, but is also very complex in that he sometimes struggles with his own things. And I think, um, I think it'll be really good for people to see the emotion behind the mask that I think a lot of people have heard about you know, from Lloyd, they just have, everyone's got these Lloyd stories, but I think it's, it'll show the real Lloyd, and I think it will celebrate his life, I think, you know, kind of showing who he is as a person is the thing for me that is the most intriguing thing about it. Well, it's funny you say that, because that's what I'm, honestly, and we didn't, like I said, I, we just met here during the show, I just walked in super late, and, you know, we didn't plan any of this, so that's what I'm actually looking forward to the most, and seeing it as a fan. Um, just because, you know, for better or worse, Lloyd's become a ghost, right? And what I mean by that is, you mentioned his name and everyone's seen the game where he had 70 or, or where he shot 50 footers, you know, for the money, you know? Um, and some people have only heard of him, right? So it's gonna be interesting to see the real story, good, bad, and the ugly, 
on the court and off. I'm really excited to see that. Um, and I think he deserves his due, man, because Lloyd, like I said, before Lloyd, and you could argue there were some other people, but before Lloyd, at least for my generation, you know, he was the first guy his size doing the things he did, right? And he was the first guy who had all that, I'll call street fame, come to him, um, but had to deal with the shit. He had to deal with as well, the demons and stuff like that, and, and was documented at that level, right? There was people that were playing ball and struggling, but they also weren't the number one high school player in the country, right? There were people that had demons and were dealing with shit, but didn't have NBA potential and, you know, weren't giving shots without having played a game in college. So it'll be interesting to kind of see all of that kind of in one in one project. Um, and I think that's Lloyd, unapologetic, right? It's like the good, the bad, the ugly, like, you know, and, and um, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you know, and just to add to that, and that, that really makes me happy that you say that because we didn't want to just make the story about his basketball story and have it be like, you know, oh, Lloyd makes it to the NBA, fantastic, right. redemption achieved, <laughs> right, right, he's right. a coach, right? He is a very complex person, and it, that complexity deserves to be told honestly, honestly, you know, and with love. And um, I think that's what, that's what we wanted to deliver with this film. So, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. We're going tomorrow, right? Is that it? Tomorrow night. So, uh, Where can people see it? Yeah, so so uh, The Legend of Sweet Pea debuts at the Doc NYC Film Festival on Tuesday, 11-17. It also screens again on Thursday, 11-19 at the Bowtie Cinema in Chelsea. Tickets are still available for 11-19. 11-17 were sold out. And then you could view the trailer, Ben, uh, online on the website, correct? Yeah, You can see the trailer. You can uh, like us on Facebook just to look up Legends of Sweet Pea. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Sweet Pea Film. And, um, yeah, I encourage you all to keep track of us. Uh, you know, sign up on the newsletter yes. on the website. And, and, and this film, just so everyone knows, is going to be going to other festivals at some point. Okay. And will find a home we're actually in a position now where we're figuring out where we want it to go which is a very good thing and have gotten some good interest so as soon as we have that information obviously uh, that will go out on the film also yeah. so it'll be released in 2016 2016 Ben this was awesome man I know you gotta run thank you for joining us thank you Eric and uh Ben, good to Thanks be on the show yeah, with you absolutely. for a and a half minutes. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, man, and, and you know, um, I'm sure you'll be busy, but I'll definitely come up and say what's up, and, uh, you know, congrats. I have zero doubts that it's not going to be uh, an amazing project, so um, kudos to you and Lloyd, and uh, looking forward to see the project. Thanks so much, guys. My man. Peace.